CJ Peterson, and welcome to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. Today, my guest is Angel Rebo, and we're going to be talking about inspiring the next generation of leaders. Thank you for coming on today, Angel. Thank you very much for having me, CJ, and thank you, everybody, for listening to us today. Awesome. It's nice to have a fellow Texan on board with me. So you bet. You bet. <laughs> we're able to talk about that a little bit at a time. Exactly. <laughs> That's a little fun because you can understand a little bit more of the cultural differences between absolutely. Different places, so. And we all we all have still the scars of the winter storm here. This oh year. my gosh! Yes. <laughs> but we came through pretty well unscathed. Absolutely. Uh, the way our house is structured and set up, it's set up for instances like that. So we did pretty good on coming through, but not everybody fared as well as we did. So so true. Yeah. Absolutely. Here we are. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, CJ, for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. Well, the task of inspiring the next generation is kind of monumental. Um, it's kind of more of an ADD generation or, you know, kind of to get them to focus on one thing is probably pretty difficult. You've taken this task and you've transformed it into a passion. Would you please share with us listening how you did that? Yes. So, well, that's, that's a great question. I think that unfortunately we are surrounded by so many reasons to be distracted, you know, both as adults and the kids, as you know, I work well, I mean, professionally, professionally, I work with adults and I work with C-level executives and with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And my, my, also my life purpose is working with underprivileged kids. So that's, that's actually, it's a very interesting experience to be able to work with both audiences because they really face different challenges. It's nice to see, to go back to the kids because they, they are still, you know, very raw, very genuine, very natural. Mm-hmm. And you are able to actually tap onto their genius much easily than to the, you know, to the, let's say the yeah, C-level. Like, like the old dog tricks sort of thing. Exactly. But to your question, right? I think that the most important thing is, number one, their really willingness to change. The, really, the real willingness to make a change in their lives. So, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the reason why we are distracted so easily, number one, is because we have this thing called survival mode. Mm-hmm. So, we really want to thrive in our life, right? We want to reach, let's say, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 80 years old, right? And we have this survival mode that allows us to survive, right? right. So this is, this is built in, in our, let's say, DNA and in our physical body, literally in our brain, right? So we are, we are built to be distracted. But on top of this, we are continuously reminded to be distracted. So unfortunately, just to give you a very, obviously a very obvious example, which is in social media, our cell phones, everything out there everything out there is like trying to grab you know to, to pull us in different directions right but exactly. when you make when you make the intention that's very important when you make the intention of, of starting to number one to acknowledge that this is going on because you first have to acknowledge that this is going on and second that you really want to change and you really put the intention out there to focus your energy to change it then you are already at the other side of the fence and how do i do it answering your question I think that the most important thing after acknowledging and really what being intentional is just to start developing some habits which allow you to be focused. And those are much easier than what you think. And I'm gonna share with you like a very, again, it, it's so simple, it's so silly if you want, but it works. Uh-huh. And I learned that from a guy who actually, his name is Frederick Dodson and he's called the reality creation uh, coach. But it's so simple. It's like, I have an app uh, I mean, I, I, I downloaded it from, from the store, right? From, from the app store. Mm-hmm. And it's called uh, uh, Mindfulness Bell. And Mindful I can program Bell, Bell exactly. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that that app does is every single 10, 15, you name it, you know, you can, you can pick the interval. 
it rings a bell from your phone. <laughs> so actually, I have made my own cell phone a tool to help me set habits in my life. So every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes, I want to refocus myself onto some, you know, literal. Say, you're going to have to explain this because to me, a bell going off every 15 to 30 minutes would drive me nuts and I probably throw my phone. <laughs> that's, that's the case unless you're already distracted by other things. And in the re in, in reality is that it's very difficult for us to be more than 15, 20 minutes totally focused on something. There's this, there's this technique called the Pomodoro, Pomodoro technique. You've probably heard about it. It's a productivity technique that you work in chunks of 25 minutes and then you, you, break, you, you take a break for five minutes. So the thing I like about this, uh, this app, again, you can program it, right? Right. How many, I mean, what's the interval? But you, I, like to, I like to every 15, 20, 25 minutes to have a bell. And then immediately I have like an anchor thought that I allows me that I, I immediately deploy mentally, rationally, and this allows this allows me to go back. So, the question every time I hear this bell, obviously I'm not always I'm, I'm not always conscious that it's ringing, right? Because you are maybe focused on something else. But when I hear it, I immediately say, okay, why do where do I want my attention to go and to be right now? That's what I ask myself. And as silly as simple as it sounds, it really works because it, it allows me to immediately go back to where I really want to know. So every time I hear the bell, where do I want to my, my attention to be right now? And then I go back to working or I go back to meditating or I go back to whatever that is that I want to do in that particular day. We, we all have this, you know, like to-do yeah. lists and things. It's really, it's it kind of interesting because like I said, at first I thought that would be really annoying, but if you kind of have it programmed and even programmed for like a certain thought, to pop up when it goes off it just helps you to kind of refocus being exactly i'm add and ocd at the same time which is kind of an interesting mix but i, I make it work um so the add portion of me that would be very helpful to make sure everything is getting done that i need to get done um, my husband and i have linked phones for the calendar especially and if it's not on our calendar it's not getting done same here <laughs> so you know that that thing like saves our schedule like you would not believe but if I didn't have it set for the day before and an hour before is generally what I do then that reminds me that okay I have to do this I have to do that I have to do this and so it's kind of the same theory is what I'm understanding yes yes and actually as, as, as the business grew in my case as the business grew and I started to have other people helping me with the scheduling which is obviously the scheduling is kind of critical part of our businesses yes oh my god <laughs> And it's um, the most painful thing to do too, right? I mean, can you imagine like delegating the most painful thing in your in your daily life? <laughs> so I had to surrender and said, okay, so if there's mistakes made, if my team makes mistakes, like, you know, scheduling me for certain things, I'm just going to accept it. You know, I'm just going to go with it. It's part of the process of delegating my responsibility to be able to have a like a larger bandwidth, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's making mistakes. So, you know, if I miss things, if I miss important appointments i'm just going to be very very i mean very honest and say i apologize mm -hmm. unfortunately we screwed up with all due respect and you know if, if we can reschedule i would love to if we cannot <laughs> so be it but that's you know, good but though because a lot of times people try to hide their mistakes like i got kind of slammed with a lot of requests all of a sudden for the podcast and i got like 15 or 16 like two days and exactly. so trying to wade through it all you know things are going to slip through and so I own them. I'm like, you know what? I messed up. 
things happened. I'm so sorry. You know, how can we rectify it? And kind of go from there because as a business owner, your face is out there and my face represents the journey is real. And so I know I'm the one doing all of that back work. And so if I make a mistake and I own it, you know, some people might go, well, she screwed up again, but you know what though? I'm human. And that happens. I mean, on the journey is real. I've, we've recorded and I've messed up my own name. You know, things happen, you know, we're human. And I remember, I mean, I, I, as you know, I'm, I'm on plenty of podcast interviews and one host one day forgot to hit record. And oh, we no. had an over an hour conversation. Oh no. <laughs> uh, that is something I have not yet done. So, okay. but <laughs> let me remind uh, myself to not ever do that. <laughs> I have to tell you. So I was waiting for the publication of the podcast. And I, I, I mean, I saw, I saw that he didn't record because I saw, I mean, there was no, I forgot the name of the platform. It's, a, it's an audio only platform. And I saw that he didn't hit record and only his track was being recorded, not my track. So, and I remember saying something, but he said, no, no, no everything is good. And then, you know, time was going by and by and by and nothing happens. Like, hey, feel free. I mean, if you want my team to reschedule, we can do that. Don't worry, it's okay. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, again, yeah. It's, I mean, you own it. You own those mistakes. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, we are humans. And yeah, it's for instance, as, as a father, and and you you run a, a complete like complex, you know, you know, facility yourself. In yeah, Texas. Well, yeah. We have the farm. We have. Um, I'm a, I'm a podcaster, a blogger. Um, we you have see? a farm. I'm an author, and I'm also a publisher. My sister and I own a publishing company, so you yeah, see? I get it. Things are gonna slip. So there's things, it can perfectly be that one day you get up and suddenly something happened, something happened in your farm, in, in any site, any part of your business that went wrong. Mm-hmm. So you suddenly have to cancel all the meetings for that day, all the appointments. And uh-huh. you have to be, you know, unfortunately, this just happened. Let's reschedule, you know. And, and again, if your guest is not up to it, it's, it's okay. You know, I mean, life's too short to waste it, you know. Yeah, I <laughs> they weren't meant to be a guest on your podcast. Totally. So um, you started a foundation called Wisdom with Kids. Um, exactly. That kind of goes hand in hand with the teaching, you know, the next generation to be leaders. Can you tell us about the Wisdom with Kids? Yeah, absolutely. So I lived in Latin America myself, although I'm originally from Spain. And I, I spent, I, left, I lived in Latin America for 10 years and I conducted business there for almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I was so exposed to poverty that I was all the time. And you probably, if you have been in Mexico, you probably have seen that even even, you know, in the areas, you know, nearby the, the resorts, right? The holiday resorts. Um, you see all those kids that are there to sell you some stuff or keep yeah. your car safe or, or, or wash your, your windshield. And it's very heartbreaking. Not a lot of people understand that they don't get government help. Um, mm-hmm. Those kids that are supposed to be in school, they're earning money to eat that day. And exactly. people don't understand that. And, and actually, that's one of the best case scenarios because also many times, they're actually used. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's organized or there are organizations, unfortunately, that are using taking, taking them, taking them from out of the families and having them work on a specific crossings, you know, in the streets, you know, on roads, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I was so exposed to that, that one day I had some sort of, you know, one of these very intense, like physical slash spiritual experience. And I said, okay, who, who is more, 
who knows more the continent? Who has been, who has done more business in so many countries and at the same time has been connected with the high level, let's say the, the CEOs of those corporations. So, so I, I was like in both worlds at the same time. It's crazy the contrast when you go to Latin America, right? It's like going to the resorts, right? You can be in the very luxury hotel paying There's thousands no of dollars a night. It's, you're either exactly. up or you're down and there exactly. is no middle ground. Exactly. And you see this in, in a lot of many different, you know, failed world countries. So one day I said, okay, so if not me, who? That was the big question. If you don't do it, Angel, who is going to do it? Mm -hmm. And then I, I said, I, I reached out to a friend of mine in Mexico and I said, he was a, a business partner of mine also. And I said, hey, why don't we do this? I just had this epiphany. I would like to do this. And he brought in his father, who was uh, the, the teacher, uh, the professor, excuse me, of a, of a large uh, university uh, college in, in Mexico and we all three together we created wisdom for kids and what we do is we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the oh, local good. resources yeah so that's really cool yeah and so everything I had done in my professional world like business development marketing and, and help entrepreneurs you're kind of you got know, children with those same concepts and exactly. helping them to grow up to be CEOs in essence exactly and actually I actually use my CEO connections to record videos that we caption, uh, we caption and we show to the kids when we go and we have power enough, you know, because not, not all the times we have power to show things and to project things, I mean, as, as you can imagine. And also there's been CEOs that they don't speak any Spanish and they have literally, they have trained just to speak for three minutes on a video in Spanish, in broken Spanish to those kids in Latin America so we can show what they have to share to share about the personal journey to those kids originally with their own voice it's 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 fascinating cj that's fascinating really cool. i like that idea absolutely now you have a unique approach when working with kids and inspiring them to get all what they think um you've also had quite a journey yourself you went from actual homelessness to ceo so you made the leap and so therefore you understand both worlds can you talk a little bit about that yes so um I mean, you know, when your, let's say your failures and your hardships have been your blessings also, very often I'm being asked, you know, would you change something in your life? I mean, I don't know because I mean- I most... ask that and I say no, it made me who I am today. Exactly. Mm -hmm. but, but you know, when, when you're on, the, on those rabbit holes that you feel so, oh my God, what am I gonna do? I mean, how can I, my, my life just collapsed, right? What am I gonna do? And if my life had not collapsed in a particular instance in my life, mm -hmm. I would have not taken the steps that took me where I am today. So everything has made me stronger, but also all those teachings and all those things I've experienced have allowed me to really be able to be the person I am today. Mm -hmm. And had I not had that, I mean, I remember probably my, I've been married. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happily married now, but I, uh, for more than 17 years, but before I had a very short divorce and, that was when I was still in Spain. I, I mentioned that just because that was really a, a very traumatic experience for me. Like really, imagine, really, yeah. really, really traumatic experience. Like, you know, when you're out of college and everything is perfect and you're the sweetheart from college and, and you have all those things, all those belongings, great jobs for these large corporations, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly, for whatever reason, it's everything gone. collapses. Mm -hmm. Everything collapses. And, and, and you know that experience of you have to break up not only with that person, you have to break up with the entire family and she had to 
a large family, like six, that, seven siblings. And, and your friends have to figure out which side they're on, and it's just a nightmare. Everything, everything, everything. So, I mean, and I will never forget when I went to see my parents, I told them this just happened, and it, I broke in tears, like, you know, hugging my mom. These moments, which are so strong, right? So, so emotionally intense. But, you know, when you when you are there i mean i what 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 i decided is okay so who can help me mm -hmm. when i was at that rabbit hole who can help me who can help me process this in a way that i've never been i don't know what to, how to deal with this mm -hmm. i don't know so you need to find somebody who's walked the path before you to help you through it exactly is the and, beauty and of you taking the kids from homelessness to CEO type status because you've been there, you've done it, you've walked it. And it exactly. lets them know that That's exactly. they know exactly, you know exactly, let me see if I can word that right. They know that you know exactly where they are. So that's why I was talking about my own journey because I, I know where many of them are. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, when we go to those communities and we can go to any kind of community from the most like, indigenous remote to the suburban or even it's in inner city communities in Latin America, you don't know what you're going to find. I mean, there's kids that have completely unstructured families. Mm -hmm. There's kids that are in pain continuously. There's kids, there's kids, excuse me, that are being bullied and abused of. And there's kids that are happy because they don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. So there, there's some, you know, there's some uh, genuine happiness of not knowing anything else better that exists. Mm -hmm. So this is this mix that we find. And that was one of the first challenges we, we found is that we have to talk to everybody, right? You have to get on the, the general level of everybody so they can figure out where to start. So you're not leaving anybody exactly. behind. Exactly. So we know that we go from the homelessness, as you said, to the people that might have a home or not, people that might have water at home or not, because we're talking Latin America, 81 million kids live in poverty of which 22 million i mean just think about these numbers yeah, the numbers are like blowing my mind right now i know, how many, I know you guys i don't know how many texans so i don't know how many texans live in texas but yeah my head is like exploding but go ahead i mean entire countries i mean again 81 million kids living in poverty 22 million no drinking water at home so they have to figure out where to take the water every Artists single day to drink to clean to wash blah 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 right so we have to be able to engage with them and make sure that we are we, we engage with them and we take them from where they are today regardless of their position that can be very diverse to a place where they start thinking that there's hope they start thinking that there's something else that they can do right which is great because it keeps them off the streets as much as possible Absolutely, because they, they know that there's something else. Mm -hmm. And and obviously, I mean, we, we've had stories like, I remember a suburban community, 25 minutes or 35 minutes away from Mexico City's airport, which is one of the most busy airports in Latin America, in the middle of the city, literally in the middle of the city. Those kids had never seen an airplane. Can you believe that? It's yeah. like you live in Lufkin, you're going to DFW airport, which is actually further away than, right? Yeah, it's more than thirty-five. Go down more to Houston's International Bush. Exactly. So, imagine that journey. I mean, people have not seen an air, an airplane ever, ever. 
and, and, and again, it's just a half an hour ride. I mean, you know, mom and dad, if they have mom and dad, right, could take them, like, you know, to these places where you can see the planes actually landing or, or taking off. They haven't seen the plane. And, and, and kids would ask me, hey, sir, senor, senor, right? Sir, sir, where do you come from? Oh, my God. Oh, really? From the U.S.? Yes, yes, yes. You know, I come from the north, right? That's how they say it in, in Mexico, for instance. Oh, and where, where is your accent from? Because they realize I'm not Mexican, just to give you an example, right? Then yeah, I say, no, I'm Spain, from Spain, Spain, right? Mexican, Spanish are two different Spanishes, despite the fact that they're both Spanish. Exactly. But they realize I'm, I'm a different guy, right? But I'm a different fish. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the difference between American English and England English. You know, yeah. they're both English and True. even Australian English. They're all English, but they are diff very different accents and they're very different slang terms and stuff like that, too. Totally. So then we work a lot on self-esteem and it's, it's not, it's so our workshops with the kids are not like whiteboarding and blackboarding, you know, you have to do step one, two, three, no, no, no. We, we engage with them on a very like neutral level, neutral like culturally, because also, you know, every, every community is different and we don't want to, again, we're not invas invaders, you right. know what I mean? We're not trying to be invasive with their culture and with their principles and their values. We are there to show them, to acknowledge the richness of their culture and their habits, and and what and, and you know their, what they what they are, what what makes them who they are. But also, they, we want to tell them to remind them that they are infinitely powerful, that they can really do whatever they want in their lives. That regardless of the external you know impact of their environment, they really can do anything that they can do in their life, and. It's funny because sometimes, well, in every workshop we ask them, what would you like to do when you grow up? Mm -hmm. this, is, this is for us a way to know what they think, what they believe, right? And, and sometimes we have, unfortunately, not very nice surprises. Like some kids say sometimes when we go to remote areas, I would like to be a drug lord. Literally. <laughs> but here's and, the and thing, that, though, is to them, that's, that's the status. That's... They, exactly. they've got money they've got water they've got electricity they've always got food they're never starving and so you're you giving them a completely you different option and you're you're changing you know the perspective of this really isn't a good option for you maybe you should try to look for something a little bit better to help improve the world instead of hurt the world exactly but you obviously we have i mean you you get it <laughs> of course yeah. you totally get it but at the same time we want to be really like inclusive right so yeah. we're, we're not there to be judgmental but rather you know oh okay interesting you know uh and, and some people want to be like i want to be in the army mm -hmm. or i i mean again there's many different avenues that kids go to but there's always a reason why they choose who they want to be because it's their, it's their, like that's that's my you know the super duper like thing that i would like to do with my life right because they don't know better and so we tell them hey Whatever, whatever you want to be in, in your life, regardless of who you, I mean, the label that you put, the, you know, uh, that you want to put yourself, it's going to be good. Just know that you can really become whoever you want to be and you have the potential to be. And one of the most powerful parts of our workshops with the kids is actually a meditation mm -hmm. in which, and uh, those kids have never meditated before, but we discover early on that they are natural and meditating. It's, it's amazing how the kids go into a meditation, a med, a med, medita, meditative state. Yeah, state, yeah. Thank you. Uh, much easier than adults. Mm -hmm. 
And that also allows us to like engage with them on a different level and remind them how powerful they are, that they can really become whoever they want, that regardless of what's going on, they really have access to the knowledge, the experience, the learning that they want. And, and that's very important because again, we don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Some community leaders know, I mean, some community leaders know, yeah, be, I mean, be careful with this kid because you know, he or she is going through this or he or she, and, and obviously, we are trying to help everybody and out of our workshops, the main goal of those workshops is to actually screen the kids to make sure that we are able to pick the ones that we think could be better entrepreneurs. Right? Gotcha. Um, we have, we're kind of right at time. <laughs> so that's good. That's okay. Thank you. I could talk to you forever on this. Because, <laughs> no, because you're fashioning and you're helping to encourage and you're Thank giving you. hope to kids that, you know, their hope is to become a drug lord just so they can live not in poverty or be in the military so they can get out of their town and out of their area. And so, you know, I love that you're doing that. Um, where can they find you online? Thank you. Yeah, the easiest way to find me online. I'm very active online, so it's going to be easy if you Google my name, Angel Rebo. My last name is spelled R-I-B-S-I-B-O-O. And I, I, I have no problem sharing my email address, either my team or, my, or myself are going to answer to any emails that you send to me. Uh, it's angel, A-N-G-E-L, at angelrebo.com. Angel at angelrebo.com. And the Wisdom for Kids website is wisdom Yeah, it's wisdomforkids.today. Wisdom for Kids. That's W-I-S-D-O-M-F-O-R-K-I-D-S dot T-O-D-A-Y. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for spelling spelling it for it for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, really. I'm going to give you a little bit longer time than other because I want to make sure that you have that two to three minutes. Is there anything you want to add? Well, the most important thing that I would like to say probably is that um, there's so much that we can do. We have a lot of time. I, I, I know that we're all busy, but there's so much that we can do. Small things, small gestures, small acts of, of kindness that we can do every single day in our own communities. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, with everything that has happened in the world in the last 12, 14 months, now it's April 2021, and you know what I'm referring to. We still can really, even, even when we go on vacation, there's so much that we can do in all those communities around the places where we go to have fun. I would really encourage everybody to look around and try to make a small you know, gesture, a small act of kindness to those communities because everything that we do in this world is not only so much needed, but also it really has, I believe in the butterfly effect that everything that happens in a, in, in, in a place in the world, even if it's only the wings of, of a butterfly, it actually reflects and it has a ripple effect Mm-hmm. on all humanity I, I i i totally believe that and i've seen this over and over and over again so i would like just like to say thank you very much uh, cj for allowing me to be on your podcast the journey is real exactly so all those things are really very very real thank you for allowing me to share my passion and obviously thank you everybody who's listening or watching our show today cj thank you so much angel you've been a real treat and you're right we have if you help one person smile a day that's 365 people that you can help a year and those 365 people can turn around and do the same thing to 365 more people throughout the year so it is it's a nice it's a rippling effect that improves the world of everybody around you and thank you for the work that you're doing with wisdom for kids again looking to find him you can find him uh, on his 
email that he mentioned earlier, or you can look for him on wisdomforkids.today. That's W-I-S-D-O-M-F-O-R-K-I-D-S dot T-O-D-A-Y. And thank you, Angel, for coming on today. Like I said, you were a real treat and we really appreciate you sharing your heart. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening and watching The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. I'm CJ Peterson of cjpetersonwrites.com. Until next time.